Welcome back to In the Trenches, a podcast by youth pastors for youth pastors. In today's episode, Gary, Charlie, and Elliot are going to be discussing the value of attending events put on by the SoCal Network as opposed to doing an event by yourself. We hope you enjoy the episode. In Jesus' name, amen. What is happening, everybody? We are excited. We are back on the podcast. It's funny because obviously, first and foremost, I'm here with Gary, here with Elliot. Excited to be here today. We're at the network office recording beautiful Orange County. Um, But um, as we got into the office today, it was funny. I was setting up the stuff and I was like, dude, I almost forgot how to set this stuff up. It's been that long. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, we apologize, but it's been a busy, crazy season for all of us with a lot of traveling and different things, So, but we're trying to get back on track. Yeah, so we're here, and we are recording today, and I'm excited about it, but since we have been gone for a little bit, why don't we just kind of share how you guys have been, you know? Yeah. Let all the listeners know what's going on in your guys' lives. Yeah, been good, traveling a lot. Uh, That's part of the reason I feel like we've not recorded. Plus, we'll just, we keep you on your toes, you know? (laughs) make the podcast you gotta want it you gotta like if we just give you a podcast every week then you know yeah it's not worth it you know it's it's like uh i've noticed when we don't put out podcast um every week the previous podcast will go up and listens because like oh i might as well just listen to this again we want to give you time to catch up yeah that's what we're thinking of you but uh (laughs) no just been traveling a lot and uh having another kid another boy come on yeah you name him charlie yet no, I'm not going to do that. Why not? Um, just know too many Charlies. <laughs> not all of them are winners, but uh, you are. Oh, but I'll like, take that. Um, no, yeah. What shoes are you wearing, bro? bro? I just saw that. These are my dad's shoes. Yeah. I knew wearing these today. I wore these specifically for you because yeah, I knew you were going to say something You just want them. attention wearing something like that. I, I don't even know what they are. What are they called? Uh, what Reeboks. brand are they? They're bro. Reeboks. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, they, I work out now. So let I me d- describe these shoes to the <laughs> listeners. This is an audio podcast. They're white Reebok, like running shoes with like a little gray and black and a little brown at the bottom. Um, yeah, there's something. But uh, anyways, Bro, yeah, getting, just because it's, it's I'm getting old. When I wear Vans all the time, my feet hurt. And I, like, gotta yeah, do there's other options, though. But I don't want to be like everybody else just hopping on the Nike trains. Like, nah. well. It's like it's not even a thing. There's probably Reeboks that look cool too. You should get sketchers, cool. <laughs> some shape ups, shape ups, and then your calves just be ridiculous. Looking like You'd Jimmy, be like Jimmy, bro, <laughs> Jimmy, bro. Shout out Jimmy. Can't imagine Jimmy wore those. Like, <laughs> what yeah. that be? It'd be too much. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. It's been a lot going to different churches, talking about Youth Alive. Uh, it's been pretty cool. Yeah. And also for all you listeners out there, if you don't have Elliot booked already, make sure to do so. Hit him up in Instagram. Mm-hmm. I know he's given his number out a few different times on the podcast. So just go ahead and do that. I know he's booked up for like, what, like two months, three months out right now? Something like that. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. But Gary, how have you been? Good. Good. Busy. Busy season for us with uh, everything going on with youth ministry and then the church as well. So, but yeah, yeah. here Sweet. I'm alive. Sweet. That's, that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, so today, guys. I'm what have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up uh, to? Shoe shopping. Yeah, shoe shopping, bro. Amazon. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, no, life's good, man. Can't complain. Uh, yeah, 
it's just same old, same old. I feel like me and Gary talked about this before coming into the podcast today. It was just like in church world, and I'm sure all the listeners know this, like in church world, it's like you never really get downtime. It's just go, go, go. There's yeah, always something um, something else. And so there's moments where I sometimes forget to sit back and just think. But, I yeah. mean, we got to go to – we all got to go out to Florida for network con- – or not network conference. Next but Gen. Next Gen conference. That was dope. That was pretty cool. There's a lot of cool stuff. Um that I was able to learn. I know you guys kind of, we talked about it on the way back too. So that was cool. Besides um, flying to, uh, leaving Florida, I flew into Washington and then flew from Washington to LAX. And that was not fun. That no. was not fun at all. Doesn't make sense. Not at all. Uh, but now I can say I've been to Washington. Wow. Do you count that? Like if you fly into an airport, do you count that as being there? No. I don't count that usually. Unless I step out for a while and go do something. Yeah. Being at some places airport doesn't mean you've been to the city. I mean, I, all right. Well, let's go on <laughs> to the next thing in this podcast. But um, we're excited because first and foremost, Youth Convention is coming up. Guys, if you don't have this on your calendar already, put it down. May 6th and 7th, we are going to Youth Convention in San Diego. It's going to be a great time and also summer camps coming up. But we want to talk about really what is the benefit of doing Youth Convention and putting camps together um, and going to them that are a part of the SoCal network versus doing them yourself what are the benefits what are um maybe even some of the negatives and so we kind of just want to open that floor up and talk about that maybe some of the things that we've seen in our own youth ministries of it being a benefit um versus doing it by ourselves yeah i i think for sure i mean we have a lot of listeners and we have people that attend our events who aren't part of our network who are assemblies of god and that's great we love having them we love having them a part of stuff and bringing them in um, but I would say specifically, if you are part of the network, if you part are part of SoCal Network, um, you're you're part of a network for a reason. Yeah. You know, because you want to be a part of something. You want to be part of a bigger picture. Your church doesn't want to be out on its own. Um, I know there's lots of guys and girls that do their own events, and that's not an issue. You can always do your own events. But when you have the opportunity to connect your students to other students mm-hmm. when it comes to certain events like camp, like convention um i just there's so much benefit to that because of relationships and being in a crowd not having to carry the weight of all the work Um, there's so many different things you can look at but for us it's been a huge thing with just the connection and the relationships like we have made it a point to go to the same camps with a lot of the youth groups that we're friends with so when elliot was leading edge we'd always go to the same camp as them and make sure we're all together because there's relationships that take place even outside of camp and and because of that and so um again i get why people want to do their own events and you can and and we've done our own events still and um, but to me, there's space and there's room to do um, to be a part of all those things. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I even think, too, like like what you were saying, Gary, just like the idea of um, like the fellowship amongst the different churches and being able to meet other youth pastors and other youth leaders and even meeting their students. Like one of my favorite things that I remember when I was just uh, was being a youth pastor and I really didn't know anybody outside in, in the network going to the camps and being able to sit and be a part of those youth pastor hangouts like at 10 o'clock at night as kids are throwing dodgeballs at each other. Um, to me, those were some of the biggest moments because I was able to connect one, but two, it like not in the sense forced me, but it got me in a room with other youth pastors, other like-minded people where we can bounce ideas off of each other. And that to me was, was huge. And even to go off of what you said, I remember asking my senior pastor a long time ago uh, when I was young in ministry, I was like, 
Pastor Jen was his name. I was like, why are we a part of the Assemblies of God? It's like this was when like I thought it would be cool just to be non-dom. I don't know why, but it's like, why are we a part of the Assemblies of God? And he's like, I don't want to do church alone. Like there's this network of people that we can come together and we have um, each other's backs. And I was like, and once I took that, I was 19 at the time when I heard that. But now knowing that is I'm 27, it's so true to have that. And I think sometimes we do get into the mindset of, oh, we can do this ourselves. But I think it's so important when you know that there's a team behind you within this network. And even outside this network, like you said, there's a lot of people that are not a part of the AG that come and are a part of these camps. And to me, that's huge. Yeah, I think it'll always like come back to just like, I think this is an important question to ask, like in anything, um, but just like, why? Like, Mm. what's the purpose of like what we do? What's the purpose of what you're trying to do? Um, Because I think like it's easy to just do stuff just because like, and that's how church can be sometimes. It's like, um, I remember being on staff at La Palma and we were thinking of doing like a trunk or treat. And we kind of sat down as a staff and we're just sort of like, we just asked that question, like, why? What would the benefits of it be? And like, would it bring anything to the community? And we looked at it and we were like, all these churches in like a five mile radius, like every single one of them did a trunk or treat. And so for us in our community, it didn't make sense to do that just because. And I think sometimes that's like what church does is like we do things just because, but it really isn't bringing anything to the community and sometimes like I'm seeing this happen a lot right now where like it's almost like a badge of honor to do your own event you know and um and it's not to say that it's always bad or like and some of them are working really well but like if you're just doing an event because you think that that's what like a successful youth group or youth pastor does that's a stupid reason to do an event Mm -hmm. if it's not adding anything to your group or like if it doesn't serve a purpose or it's not meeting a need and you're just doing it to do it like, what's the point of that? Like, like the market becomes so saturated in, in events or yeah. like even podcasts or whatever. Like, I think sometimes we just we, we think the metric of success is the more things that we do. And I'm just in this like zone right now where I just think let's do a few things really well than rather than a bunch of things not not so great. And so. I think with Youth Alive and like being on the SoCal student ministries team, that's that's our heartbeat. Like mm-hmm. we've asked the why and the purpose for our events is let us take the burden off of you. Let us yeah. let us put together the speakers. Let us book the hotel and the rooms and the thing and all those things that you don't really think about until you have to do it. Um, let us put all that stuff together. And I think we have teams that have put on we, we know how to put on events and the events that we do, we do well. Um, and so let us take that for you so that all you got to do is bring your kids like like events aren't like massive money making things for us. Like the, the, the heartbeat of why SoCal Student Ministries does events is because we're better together mm. and we want to take the burden off of youth pastors, youth volunteers, youth workers so they can just show up and attend. They can show yeah. up and focus on their students. That's why we do convention. That's why we do camp, um, you know. Because cause in certain ways, it'd be easier if we didn't and just let everybody do it on their own. But there's a reason we do this together. And so I just think like that mindset is important. Could you do an event on your own? Sure. I, like it's even like with Youth Alive. Like, could you focus on campus mis- ministries without me? Sure. But there's something about doing it corporately, having this banner that we all fa- fall under, whether you're Assemblies of God or not. Like yeah. it's so cool to see more and more 
people outside of our brand and like that are not AG churches that come because they see the value in what we're doing because they know it's so much more than just like you're AG you better mm-hmm. come to our events like it, it's it's so much bigger than that yeah and I think to me that's the value is like what why would you do it on your own and mm-hmm. unless God is like putting a specific burden on you and and like it meets a need yeah. um then just like don't overcomplicate it. I yeah. think we just overcomplicate it sometimes. I mean, I think what you said is, is is getting back. I mean, once you've been in this long enough, you can do an event. Yeah. Any one of us can do an event. But is it bringing worth to your group? Is it something that's necessary for your group? And is it benefiting your group? Yeah. Or is your goal just to get other groups to come to that event? Like, yes. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, that's what we're seeing a lot of these days. But, um, you know... F- uh, we've been to a ton of different events where there's youth pastors that aren't part of our network, part of our team. We'll have great talks, great discussion. And one of the things I hear so many times is youth pastors who will say, man, that's amazing because I'm just on my own. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have a bunch of youth pastors. And, you know, this is in, in 30 years of doing youth ministry in this network. Um, I've never been alone. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. never been like never felt like, oh, man, I don't have a bunch of other youth pastors around me. I've always had a bunch of other relationships with a bunch of other youth pastors working together, planning together, connecting, having lunch, having coffee, talking shop, talking life. Um, to me, that's probably one of the biggest benefits of being a part of, of events um, that you can just come and connect with other leaders, other youth pastors, and build friendships, build a relationship, have someone to talk to, not do this by yourself. Um, to me, that's such a huge element of that, especially when you talk uh, look at like camp where we have a lot of time to do that kind of connection. Mm-hmm. But, but even with convention, um, to have that for you, to have that for your students, um, I, I don't always understand really why, why youth groups, um, especially within our network, wouldn't take advantage of yeah. this. Yeah, I think that's huge, especially what you guys were talking about. Like as the as the youth pastor, it's like when you go to these camps, when you go to these, um, or when you put on your own camp, there's such a limited time for you to be able to build relationships with your students. Yeah. And to me, that's like one of the biggest things. I've been able to go to a few different camps that other people have talked or other people have put on, and to be able to see the stress on their face when they roll up, making sure all of the kids are there, making sure that the um, hotel's booked, or making sure that um, the worship teams are because they're having to do all of these things. It's like. It, it takes away from the moments that you get to spend with your students. And I felt like, too, at the same time, at least if you're like me, I'd be on edge the entire time. So a student comes up to me, it's like, go go talk to another leader. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is, like, that's why I think just, like, ask yourself why. Mm. Like, that's such an imp- – and it doesn't just deal with events. Like, I, I know a group that was talking about, like, starting a podcast. And it's like, just why? Yeah. If, if, there's, a re- if there's a need for it or reason for it, then, like, cool – but if you're just doing it because it's like, well, that's what groups are doing. That like, like yeah. sometimes I think we just add work to our plate, and and because we think the more we do, means the more important we are. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's so much better to just do a few things really well and consistently, yeah. because that's the thing is it's exciting to do something new, but it's not exciting to do something with longevity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we see like the national average of youth ministry or, or, you know, like people come into churches or, or they plant churches and they leave. Cause like, it's, it's not, it's exciting to launch something. It's not exciting to continue doing the work. Yeah. And so I think just ask yourself why. And, and yeah. I do think there's value in doing something for your own group or even like, you know, in the SoCal network, it's so cool to see this, like the heartbeat of 
bringing people together that we're yeah. better together and seeing that like there's like microcosms of that in different regions you know i was in san diego last night which i mean when this airs it won't have been last night but i was speaking for a group and it was some multiple groups and some are ag but there was one or two of them there that that are non-denominational mm -hmm. and they're not fully connected to us yet but now they are yeah through this like mini version of what we do so i i see the value in that like and that's the thing is like it, does it serve a purpose is it in competition with some of the other things that we're doing because i don't think that's smart like mm -hmm. even in in youth alive we've talked a lot about this the goal isn't to be in competition with the socal network or yeah. with other youth ministries because that doesn't make sense the local church is still the model to reach the community yeah. like to bring in all these other things to be like i know what i'm doing it doesn't make sense like the local church is is what jesus is what god set up to reach the world and yeah. so to me like let's not mess with that too much um but yeah when it comes to like if you're feeling an event i i see the value in doing something whether it's like um at norco you guys do i know like a um winter fest winter fest exactly yeah. Th there is value in doing like a winter camp or a winter fest or it, you know it doesn't matter what time of the year it is but something yeah to, to like really instill that community in your group but that's something i've noticed is is most events are about like let's get all the groups in the air you know like yeah and not that that's bad but i'm kind of like that's sort of what we do like that's sort of what youth convention and summer camp are um and and so i get the thing of like well if we're going to put all this work into it why would we do it by ourselves but like there is this fine line of why are you doing it are you yeah. doing it to boost your own ego are you doing it so that you feel important um or are you doing it to meet a need yeah. and i think like if you can answer that question and and you can check all those boxes then then yeah sometimes it's worth the work the 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 message we're giving here isn't that like well, it's so hard to yeah. do an event. Yeah. Why do it? Because some, sometimes you need to put in that work because yeah. it's worth it. But it's just like you got to weigh that stuff out. 100%. And I think we have to change the metric of success for a lot of youth pastors. Like you could be a youth pastor who never does any event on your own and still be very successful. Yeah. The other thing is, is from a, a lead pastor's perspective, is you don't want to do things that your lead pastor is looking at going, what are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. you don't want to do things. One, you don't want to do uh, have your hands in a million things to where your lead pastor is going, like, I just really want you to do Wednesday nights really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but you're doing this and you're doing that and you have your hands in this and you have your hands in that. I just want you to do Wednesday night really well to build students, to build leaders and yeah. make that strong and do that, you know. And, and so you don't want your lead pastor look at you, looking at you going, like, why are you in all these different things? The other side of that, too, is finances is, you know, there's always that danger in an event that you do it and you end up, you know, in the red. You end up losing mm -hmm. finances because it didn't go the way you thought. Not as many people signed up. Um, not as many youth groups who promised they were coming okay. actually came. You know, how many times we've seen that happen? And you, you kind of eat your shorts on it. But here's a great thing about, you know, the, the bigger events, especially if you're part of a network, if you're part of a bigger thing is, um, you know, you're not you're not putting all the money out for that yep. you're not you know s putting security deposits down and having to pay for you know people to hang things and all these little details um you're just getting your students there and and spending time with them yeah yeah everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial you yeah. know just because you can do something doesn't mean you necessarily should um and i think yeah hopefully that 
is the heart and the understanding of our events and i think it is i think people know they could they could look in and see our why yeah like they can they can tell that we've asked that question and we've weighed it all out and that we're not going to do things just to do things like mm-hmm. even adding in youth alive to to a part of the branch of what socal student ministries is that's been a huge part of the conversations we've all had is like I don't want to do something just to do it. If it doesn't serve a purpose, it is not worth doing. Like in that, I'm a firm believer in that. Like I'm a simple guy and I'm not a, like, like if we meet at an event, this is how Gary and I both are. We're relational dudes. We're not like, I hate talking strategy. Like I, I, there's a need for strategy, but there's some people you meet who like that is their heartbeat and that's their bread and butter. And they'll talk to you about the life groups they're launching but dude, I would rather die than have that conversation <laughs> with somebody. Like it's just like so draining to me. But the the point is, I think we we've put in that thought, we put in that effort, and and we we've built a team. Like and we're continuing to even renovate uh, and, and take ideas of like how we can make our events better and go to the next level. But it always serves that purpose. And and even I mean that's the beauty of even as we talk about youth convention and some of the struggles we're facing, like with the timing of it and mm-hmm. and the closeness of it to camp or whatever ultimately there will be students that come whose lives are changed yeah students who who are going to get saved students who are going to get called into full-time ministry students who are going to be baptized in the holy spirit like like that it our events never um return void mm-hmm. and i just think there's something so special about that and that to me is the biggest reason we should keep doing it is yeah. the moment we do a convention or a camp where nobody gets saved, where people have a fun time, but but nobody's lives are changed, that's the moment we should stop. Yeah. yeah. But that's never happened. So and I think groups, you know, I think there is a benefit to doing some things on your own, like yeah. a, a weekend away or something, yeah. where it's just you and pouring into your yep. students and the intimacy of that and the intimacy of worship and that. But just as much, I think there's a benefit to getting your students in a room with, you know, 1,000, 500, 2,000 other teenagers worshiping together having that moment together and and again i always go back to my hope is that guys understand like um let us do the work for you you know you get to come and just hang out with your students like how great is that that you don't have to to be in charge of everything and you know where you're you're at the altars praying with them you're in the car riding with them how many great Mm -hmm. moments is there just driving to some of these events yeah well and that's why too we're in this big mode of helping youth pastors understand like some is better than none like i think to to think just because you're not bringing your whole group to event means you shouldn't do that event Mm. is so short-sighted like bring if you have three people sign up bring those three people like if you have 50 people sign up bring all 50 of them like bring who is interested in going and and start there because that's how you get more people to attend some of these events like I go back to summer camp is where I first met Gary. I wouldn't have known Gary if I hadn't gone to our camps and and if I hadn't sat in on the sessions and, and kind of saw who he was. And I remember being a junior in high school and I went up to him and I said, hey, I want to I like I want to do what you do like in that I want to be in youth ministry my whole life. Like I've not really seen that modeled and I think that that's special. And I want to like, I don't know, I just wanted to meet you. And then he was like, well, cool. Like after camp, let's meet up. And we got coffee. And then I interned for him. And and like, and here we are now. That's because of summer camp. 
Yeah. And, and so I think that's the thing too. You don't know. It's more than just like your kid might get saved or, or have a moment. Like you don't know what God is doing and mm. setting up through the greater community of the church. Like that's what I love about the SoCal network is like, is we're connected and we're so much bigger than we think. And uh, I would have, I remember one year my youth pastor was talking about like, what if we don't go to Pinecrest anymore? You know, like, and we were going to revolt, dude, as students. Cause I'm like, <laughs> if we do our own camp, that's going to be so whack. Like I already know all these people. I want to meet new people. Like yeah. as a high school boy, I was like, we don't have any pretty girls in our group. I want to, you know, like it, even just stuff like that. Like you want to meet and, and meet different people from other churches. But also I'm, I'm telling you, like, I would not have met Gary if it were not for um, summer camp. Yeah, and I, I think one of the coolest things, and you guys kind of hit on it already a lot, um, and I've said this on the podcast before, like one of the big things that we follow in our youth group is the the, the big three events. So you have youth convention that's right off the top of the year. Granted, this year it got pushed back a little bit. Um, you have summer camp. And then that's where, for us, we do like a, a, a winter fest. And yeah, it's, you should probably add another, a fourth event. A fourth event? Yeah, it's called the Youth Alive Rally. It's, it's in September. So. What Elliot said. Yeah. Just um, but the beautiful part about it, because I know um, we, I love doing events with the SoCal Network. I love doing events with other churches. Um, but there is that time where it's not going to a far place with your students. You can do something just in-house. Yeah, dude, take your kids bowling. Like, yeah, that's, that's the yeah. thing is like, is like be the local church, you yes. know, not everything has to be like grand scale. Like let, let us do those big things for you. And not to say you can't do some of that mm -hmm. on your own, but I'm saying like, exactly. There's the simplicity of like do a bowling night or, yeah. you know, do an all nighter. If you feel up for it, yeah. I, w I never great. did. I think they're crazy. But like, if, if you can answer the question why, and you have a good answer, then do it, exactly. you know? Um, yeah, I think, sometimes we forget the value of just like being the local church and yeah. we feel like we like you know I, I remember someone saying um in 2020 when a lot of like the social and racial mm. and like even just the pandemic and everybody's making these like statements yeah. like press statements and someone was like dude don't make a press statement you're you're like <laughs> just pastor your kids and i was yeah. like that's good you know that's that's good advice because i think um I just saw somebody say this the other day too on their, I don't know, they posted it, but like sometimes we're, we're preaching for our, our reels audience, mm -hmm. like the, yeah. the Instagram reels and we're not even focused on our actual real audience. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. man, what a powerful Huge. thought. Well, I, I just would invite personally from the three of us, invite anyone that would want to be a part of our youth convention in May, um, yeah. um, but also our summer camps. We have five yeah. summer camps coming up in July and we have some amazing speakers coming Probably. out and, and every camp we have like almost 500 youth there that yeah. are just from different youth ministries, worshiping, having an event. It, they're, they're fun and they're put together. And if you're a youth pastor, even with just a few kids or a hundred kids, um, but you want to be a part of something bigger, whether you're part of AG or not. You just want to yeah. be part of a, of a group and a team. And I, I just want to personally invite you to come be a part of that stuff. Yeah. Or maybe you don't want to spend seven hundred dollars <laughs> to go to camp like <laughs> per student. This is a good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah our summer camp is one ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, bro. Beautiful. You can't really compete with that. No, no not at all. And uh, but yeah, no. Um, 
if you guys do want to uh, get connected or you guys want to find more information about youth convention or summer camp, go ahead, reach out to us um, on Instagram. We have an Instagram called SoCal Youth Pastors. Um, it's a great way just to get in contact with us. You can reach out to um, all three of our personal Instagram accounts. But Gary, Elliot, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yep, we're back. It's good. We are back. It does feel good to get another one under the belt. We're back. We're going to record two <laughs> and then we'll see. <laughs> we're definitely recording two. That's yeah. for sure. So you know for a fact, all you listeners, you will have two podcasts yeah. for sure for the next hey, two We have weeks. more in the works. We have some special guests That's true. From yeah, we have some ideas. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll be recording. Gary just dropped the bomb, but that is very true. It's um, me. I'm going to be talking in an accent the whole we time. the Peaky Blinders coming. <laughs> be awesome. It's going to be a great time, but thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next podcast. Peace.